Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, so this is the first episode, uh, the first podcast of Urban Pitch, the beautiful game of life. Uh, we have two very special guests here. You guys want to uh, introduce yourselves? And what yeah, you yo, 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 yo. <laughs> I'm Jazz Dior, an artist out of L.A. Very happy to be here with Urban Pitch. Uh, I'm Smiles. I'm a professional soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> what position? All of them. All right, nice, nice. All right, the so bench. no, no, really. You're the producer, right? Yeah, yeah, I produce. All right, Smiles? Yep. All right, cool. So let's you know, start off with the whole the music thing, you know. Um, can you tell us how you got started off as a, as a musician, how you got into the whole scene? Yeah. Um, so when I was like 13 years old, I thought I was a gangster. <laughs> and I was like super obsessed with 50 Cent and G-Unit and like Eminem and stuff. So I like, it was funny, the other day we, uh, me and my boy Oliver were at my house and my mom gave me this whole bag of like shit that... Uh, to take home from from our old house and we found like a bunch of lyrics mm -hmm. from like when I was 13 that I used to write and Writing? I was like okay. yeah like I'll shoot the gat and like you know, <laughs> do, do a bunch of stuff that like 50 Cent would do but right. I wouldn't do he's never so, held like, a gat in his I, life <laughs> I started like writing music back then just right. for fun when I was like 13 this was like a spiral notebook or something that she whipped out just or like, it? like well it was weird because some of them were printed out from like my old Windows computer <laughs> and then like some were written out and like some had like weird drawings with like yeah. stick figures on them um, and then so after that when I realized I wasn't a gangster uh, I got into a group in high school okay. that I primarily rapped in and then after that when that whole thing ended mm -hmm. um I started working with a producer and we made a song called Candles yeah. and uh, we made a video for that in San Francisco, put that out and it kind of like went viral like right. the day after we put it out. Yeah, I know that that one and Love Me to Death, no? Yeah, yeah released right the, around the, the same, same time. time, same yeah, time. Yeah. So I think Love Me to Death was the second single after Candles, exactly. uh, both done by the same guy. Okay. And uh, after that, it was kind of like, oh, this hobby turned into something real. You know, I was in all the major record labels, like literally right. the next week after Candles came so out. So it wasn't a, this uh, pre-planned, you know, orchestrated thing well, where, it, you, you, you know, I have all this like five-year plan. It was just kind of like just dabbling the well, waters. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it was and it wasn't. Like, it was a thing where I dropped out of high school because I wouldn't go to school. Okay. And my, like, my mom was like, like could not force me to go to school. My dad left when I was young. I mean, my mom was a single mom. Mm -hmm. Had to deal with my sister, and she could not force me to go to school because I'd stay up till like four a.m. every night, like just recording songs right. over other people's beats. Okay. Um, and so at that point, she was like, "Okay, you know, what? if you're gonna do this, and like really do it, like mm -hmm. really try to do this music thing." Right. Uh, and so I did, and I started working with different producers and like making my own songs rather okay. than going on other people's beats okay. and so it was something I took serious but after Candles came out it was like okay it's go time like let's mm -hmm. really really do this okay so how long you guys been uh, working together Smiles like you know you weren't in the story at yeah, that time yeah. right so well, yeah, how'd you guys all meet and how did that happen <clears throat> the funny thing is is we met I've been in LA four years I'm from the Bay Area okay. and uh, I met him right when I moved to LA I remember okay. the first time I met him he was right. laying on my kitchen table getting tattooed by my roommate okay. oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. Was it like a, that sounds like a stick and poke, man. Was that like no, it was actually this one it, right yeah, here in my hand that's disappeared now? It was a Nirvana tattoo. Okay, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy because I was actually at the Love Me to Death video shoot just really? as like a homie. Okay, and we were just like oh, all yeah. yeah, we just yeah. like we're up till like five in the morning, just right. like messing around yeah. shooting, and then 
I mean, obviously I produced, but he kind of had his situation and we were just became really tight homies. And then I don't know, like three or four years later, it was like, yo, I need some records. And we got in and it was just, we were already friends. So it was right. super easy, you know? So nice. So what kind of, I mean, the, the type of music that you guys, you know, produce and create, like it's kind of a unique genre in itself, yeah. right? What, what would you classify it as and kind of where are the influences? Well, it, well, it depends because yeah. The stuff that I was doing before, I had sort of, I mean, I'd say created this genre of grunge rap, something mm -hmm. that really didn't exist when we had heavy guitars in it and the content was darker right. and what I was singing about was just really all the, like, you know, more sad stuff or, mm -hmm. yeah, darker stuff that was going on in my life. Mm -hmm. um, this time around with what we're doing, it's definitely a lot happier because I'm always I'm always just going to be the artist that raps or sings about what's going on in my life right now and I'm mm -hmm. in, in a pretty good place so that stuff before was definitely grunge rap mm -hmm. and I was super influenced by like Kurt Cobain and, mm -hmm. and Nirvana and old Eminem and stuff like that <laughs> right the crazy sure. Eminem before you went mainstream kind of. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then now uh the stuff that he and I are doing is definitely a lot happier uh, it's definitely got a more poppier sound, I'll be right. honest. It's definitely still grungy. I feel like you were so far, he was so, had such a unique lane that okay. he still, he thinks this stuff is like mm -hmm. pop. You know, yeah, but it's, it's, he, thinks, he thinks it's poppy, it, yeah, but it's like, yeah, but no, it's you not, were just so far on the deep yeah, end, it's not poppy at all. It's, it's definitely yeah. still, yeah. like, I'm like a rock guy, you yeah. know, him too. Like, both yeah. of us grew up on, on grunge and, right. and rock and right. metal and this and that, you know, as well as hip hop. So it's definitely. There's guitars in almost every single song. That's and, true, yeah. And, you know, and not your corny, beachy, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, 120 BPM guitars, like real guitars and right. real drums. So it's definitely so, okay. a unique sound. So then you know, we, we chatted about it earlier, but, like, I've seen, all, you know, most of your videos online. Mm -hmm. I listen to your music. You know, we play your music at our spot all the yep, time. And we try to integrate it with our, you know, our, our online digital content as well because, we, you know, we definitely rock with your music. Uh, but some of that stuff, like clean me up, you know, even even like the the leather uh, yeah. video, uh, which I thought was pretty dope, right? And has Thank has you. like the rodeo and cowboy. He was a cowboy, yeah, cowboy <laughs> rodeo motif, you know. Yeah. But, but it's got that grunge rap still going. The undertone is still pretty dark, though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. so? Like, what was going on, you know, during your life at that time? So too, you know, yeah, that was that was definitely a hard point in my life. Um, you know, I was getting older, and and by older, you were like what, twenty two at the time, twenty one. Twenty one, yeah, <laughs> all right. Know. But like, yeah. old, like yeah. out of my teen years. Okay, okay. And I was like a very, you know, just I was confused youth. Like I right. just didn't know, you know, I didn't know w what to make of everything that had happened mm -hmm. in my life. And I've dealt with a lot of death in my life mm -hmm. with family members, and my dad left, um, and sort of everybody that was a father figure to me in some way had left my life you know mm -hmm. my dad had left and um one of them is still in jail you know from that time mm -hmm. and then the rest passed away mm -hmm. and so it was definitely a, a coming of age like getting all my anger out and all my you know i was just like distressed and mm -hmm. so that record the funeral really helped me get through all that um and yeah no i don't, I don't know i'm just in a better place but the visuals mm -hmm for for that stuff i worked with this girl valentina mm -hmm. who's just like amazing and really captured everything that i right. wanted to get out at that okay. time yeah okay so before we go on you, you have something oh, i was yeah. gonna say i'll never forget like yeah. he there was one day 
we were in the studio working. It was right after we did. Uh, no, it was right after we did. Um, Who drank my whiskey? No, <laughs> that was what's back it in the called? Day, right? the, uh, that video was tired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stay on the outside. It was right after we did stay on the outside, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there, and you're just like, I'm happy. You're like it's oh, weird. Yeah. You're like it's weird, but I'm happy, and I yeah. kind of want to make happier music because I'm happy. Yeah, I was just like so <laughs> in this place mm-hmm. of like that was my zone. That's right. how I knew how to make music. Right. Like just, just being like a sad, the sad little guy. So. <laughs> so okay. So before we move on to you know your upbringing and your family and your dad and yeah. all that. So last question about your music. All right. So what's up with who drank my whiskey? You really like? No, it, like I'm scared to touch, go anywhere near your whiskey. What's, up with that song? what's all that okay, about? Okay. So right. so actually. Hey, if, ja- even, if Jack Daniels yeah, is Jack listening, Daniels in the room, if Jack yeah. Daniels is in the room, this guy mm. drinks, and the whole right. crew drink more Daniels right. than yeah, and I still, anybody. Not only in potential the world. sponsor, right, but like no, number one but, customer. Like right? you go in my studio, there's like okay. 15 <laughs> empty Jack bottles. You okay. go in his right. house, there's like 25. It's ridiculous. Right. I just think Jack Daniels, Jazz Dior, same same initials, mm-hmm. <laughs> match made in heaven. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, sure. uh, what, what was the question? Yeah, who drank my... <laughs> okay, so I saw the video and, you oh, know, who drank, who drank my whiskey? And there's yeah. a lot of anger there, yeah, man, about yeah, who drank your whiskey. What yeah, is all yeah. that about? Don't and t- I know that's not, I know that's not the entire, Don't you know... Don't drink my whiskey. Yeah, I know that's not the entire, you know, song throughout, but, you, what, know, you know, what is that about? So, who drank my whiskey? Yeah. Picture this. We're in the valley, 5 a.m. Um, in the studio, and this, you know, my producer's just playing this guitar, and I'm like... I'm like I'm off the whiskey like I'm I'm gone I'm gone I'm gone and I'm like okay let me go in the booth okay and I just start screaming like I've never yeah. done this before it's just like yeah. a super nice outlet for me and I just oh drink my whiskey right. you know yeah and they're like whoa go do that again I'm like I can't <laughs> like not a chance my throat hurts they're like no do it again and I kept doing it and they're like this is crazy this is crazy so that's how we we, we made the song and I just kind of um, that day I actually wrote in a notepad that I have I mm-hmm. wrote all those lyrics down in a notepad like Lord okay. let her for, whatever the lyrics were mm-hmm. uh, and I never write I never write I always write in my iPhone okay and so it just was like a super therapeutic moment writing that song and recording that song we got done at like I don't know it was pretty quick actually we got done at like 7am so it was only like a two hour process right um, and, and so the video I took it again to Valentina who did Leather and Clean Me Up um and when we put that video out, we got so much hate from like <laughs> yeah, from what from like non whiskey drinkers or what? No, no, from <laughs> well, it became this ongoing joke. Like all my fans would, would feel like, oh, I, I I drank your whiskey. I was the one, right? But um, from like feminist groups, mm. and my director and producer of that video, they're right. they're a lesbian couple. Okay. And the feminist groups that attacked us just completely missed the point. Because mm-hmm. as you can see in the video, I'm sort of... <laughs> He's getting dumb. Well, <laughs> but as it, while, while that's happening, you can see I'm not paying attention. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sort of trying to keep myself away from everything that comes right. with music, like, like girls and, yeah. and, and that side of things. I'm trying to keep myself away. Like, as, in, in the video, there's a scene where there's a bunch of girls dancing in that room and I'm on the mm-hmm. other side of the wall just smoking a cigarette and drinking right. my Jack. Like, right. yeah, I could care less about all that shit. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we were trying to portray in the video and a lot of people got it, but some groups attacked us and so the director and the producer put out this like long statement mm-hmm. just totally shut everybody up. And, and then just we put had, everything under yeah, control. And then 
we had nothing coming at us after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit about your your upbringing. Then you know you you mentioned your father, and I know he yeah you know, he's a musician as well, and he obviously you know he's well known. Can you tell us a little bit about your you know your youth and your upbringing? Yeah. So my mom and my dad, I think they met in Hollywood, which is funny because that's where I live now. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is just the greatest woman in the world. She's shout out Gloria. Yeah, shout out Gloria. <laughs> She's. Uh, you know, we were always the house where all my friends came and mm-hmm. hang, uh, hung out at. Um, she's been a single mom for forever, took care of me and my sister. Is, uh, you know, she couldn't have done a better job. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all the moms out there. Shout right? out to all the moms. All right. <laughs> my, uh, my dad was an amazing dad for the first, like, 12 years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, taught me about music. Taught me about, you know, playing soccer. Um, was just, you know, played FIFA with him every night. Was just, like, my best friend my best friend forever and then him and my mom got divorced uh tried to make it work for a couple years didn't happen and he went back to london and where he's from and uh he had i I remember this him telling me like i'll be back in like a month Mm -hmm. i just gotta go deal with shit over there Mm -hmm. and then he never came back Mm -hmm. and i didn't you were 12 at the time yeah okay yeah and we and this is like my best friend at the time yeah and we didn't see each other until it was last year. like last year. Until last year. And so was, then I'll, I'll be back from and when you were 12 years old was until last year? Yeah. Wow. And that was the craziest part is, like, obviously being his friend, like, mm-hmm. you know, I know this the situation. Yeah, and, yeah. and especially, like, all the blogs and all that bullshit love mm-hmm. to play up, like, oh, yeah, your dad drama. was a punk rocker yeah, yeah. and he's gone or yada, yada, mm-hmm. you know. And, okay. uh, you know, he hadn't seen his dad since he was 12. And I'll never forget <clears throat> we're at a bar in Hollywood, <laughs> a la- like a couple last year, two right. years ago, and he he comes up to me. I'm like, "Yo, what up?" He's like, "Yo, I gotta I gotta tell you something. Something crazy's going on." Mm-hmm. And I'm like saying what up to everyone. I'm like, "Yo, yeah, hold up, hold up." He's like, "No, no, no, no I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell you something." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Out of nowhere, <laughs> some old dude comes and like busts <laughs> oh, in the circle God. and shoves okay. everyone out of okay. the way and comes up to me and he's like, "Hello, pops." He's like. I'm Jez's father. <laughs> Can you believe it? The internet says we don't speak. Uh-huh. This is my boy. And right, I was just right. like. Terrible English accent. <laughs> so your dad is Russell Brand? Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I just remember being completely like at a loss for words, just floored, shocked, like right. no idea what to think or say. It was, yeah. It was so I saw, him, I saw him last year. And it was crazy. He wasn't supposed to stay this long at all, but mm-hmm. we ended up like rebuilding, and he stayed in my house for like three months out of last year, just all in a row. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he had to go back. And then I met him in New York, mm-hmm. and we hung out for a little bit in New York when I had to go do stuff over there. And he had like a reunion show mm-hmm. um, at uh, Max's Can- Kansas City, which is a famous venue out there. Mm-hmm. It was like their 50th anniversary or some shit. Right. Um, and then now I'm going to see him on tour when I go over there in a month. But, um, yeah, man, my dad was best friends with Sid Vicious mm-hmm. from the Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. Uh, his upbringing was super crazy. He, um, his stepfather, who was basically his father, mm-hmm. uh, was a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in boarding schools his whole life. Uh, left in New York when he was like 20, I think. Okay. Um, you know, traveled with Sid and, and Sex Pistols and his own bands. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Thunders taught him how to, how to play guitar. He... Uh, you know, music was like the only thing he ever had going for him, and he also paints as well. But music is is the main thing. I see. Um, and then he loved Chelsea. <laughs> he loved. And he's the one that loves yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. the one that loves Chelsea. And then, um, so it was crazy. And then he met my mom, and kind of like 
tamed down for some years and, and took care of me and my sister for seven years or five, six, seven, five years. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. Like, I didn't know any of that shit until I got older. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, he taught me everything I love. Soccer music. So, so one thing that I noticed you know, as a, you know, as a musician, uh, as an artist, and you have really good plays on YouTube and people know about you and I see that. Well, something that's, that kind of stuck out to me, which is kind of uh, different from the way that most musicians and people that are trying to really get in the limelight nowadays do is you don't, you're not big on social media. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Instagram, you know, you know what I mean? Like you have followers, but it's not like you're, it seems to me that you're not actively trying to do any type of self-promotion. So, you know, what is, what's up with that? And then, you know, it smiles as a producer. How do you feel about that? You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. I just, um, like, Twitter's my thing. I like okay. Twitter. Okay. I don't, but I don't really care. Like, these kids that I see outside of my shows, like, shaking and crying and look like me mm-hmm. and, like, you know, paint their nails like me and bleach their hair and shit, like, they don't give a fuck about that. Mm-hmm. And neither do I. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I do this shit for. I make, right. in my music, I'm honest. Right. Like, I'm not talking about, you know, making money and throwing right. it around. And, and, and by and, the way, and, you probably are the, the number one uh, person to have promoted the uh, the painting nails yeah, the, emoji yeah, 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 amongst yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 amongst yeah, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, right? Where's yeah, yeah. it at? Where's yeah. it at? Well, it's right here. Yeah, throw that out. He's got yeah, the yeah. Uh, painting, you know, the nails emoji yeah. tattoo. And that whole thing for me was because... Uh, you know, in the Who Drank My Whiskey video, I'm painting okay. my nails. Right. And I was just like, don't fucking judge me. That's yeah, why I, I got this. You know, right, that's right. why I got this tattoo. And that's why I love that emoji because it was like, I'll do what I want. Exactly. Yeah. So um, you're willing to be out there. Obviously, yeah. every, every like girl knows painted, the painting like, emoji. Right but honestly, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest. Like, you're the first dude and guy yeah, that yeah. I saw <laughs> heavily promoting yeah. the painting nails emoji. Totally. And then I think it's cool now. You know, yeah, I'm okay yeah, with yeah, it. I don't paint yeah. my nails, but I'll, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, if no, I want my nails to, aren't painted right now, but I might go home and do them. Hey, if you text me, you're 100% getting the painted nails emoji. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Um, so you're you're more of a Twitter guy than anything, which is yeah, but well, tell, talking about like where you're from and your emotions and at that moment, right? Nah, Keep it real. Ask him if he follows his friends on Twitter because he doesn't follow really? me on Twitter. You don't, you don't you know, follow I unfollowed him, him yesterday. He doesn't okay. follow me you on unfollowed Twitter. Unfollowed him. Unfollowed him yesterday. Yeah. World exclusive. Jez Dior doesn't follow his producer on Twitter. On Twitter. You're like Champagne Poppy, right? You're like I'm not really one person. Everyone tries to see who that person you're following. But I'm not really on the internet like that. That's the thing. But he says that. But he is on. Twitter all day. <laughs> so, he lied. so who is the one person you're following, Smile? Shout out Baraki Rock. Baraki Rock. All right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So, so the, I mean, yeah, you're not a big. You're that's not why a, I yeah, love you Twitter don't. because I can respond to my fans every day. Right. I'm, I'm like you know Snapchat side because I can respond to them too. Okay. Um, yeah, his fans are crazy mm-hmm. too. I'm not even on the internet like that. Not mm-hmm. my Twitter will be mm-hmm. all Twitter these feed. people blowing up mm-hmm. like. And that's all, all his, I care. Yeah. Like you know. Cool. I do cool shit. I can post a picture of it on right. Instagram sometimes, but like, I'd rather just interact with my fans. Right. You know, okay. that's that's what that's what it's about for me. It's not about anything else other right. than making music that helps me and helps them. Okay. Instagram is just trying to make yourself look cooler than you actually are for that everyone else. That's true. That's all it is. Yeah. Just, there's there's just so many artists these days that are like internet flex, like right. Like literally. I don't. I'm not scared of saying it. Terrible music posted by Complex or The Fader or whatever. Mm-hmm. The cool websites, and it's just so bad. Like, like it sounds like, like there's, there's so much. I call it Xanax music. Mm-hmm. There's so many people <laughs> just taking Xanax, and you can hear oh, that they're on it yeah, while they're right. recording. It. It's like, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't do Xanax, kids. Yeah, I've been there. Done Public that. service Don't announcement. PSA: Don't do Xanax. Kids. <laughs> All right. You know. So, so I, I just like you know my fans are real kids, and I, I just like to talk to them. Right. So let's let's uh, talk about you know when we first met. Right. We met. Basically, you came out with your boys yeah, and, uh, yeah. to Urban Futsal LA, yeah. uh, playing uh, futsal, indoor soccer, right? Small-sided. Yeah. Uh, tell us about your, you know, your soccer interests and your background and what that's all about. Yeah, it's high. This is, this is what I like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get um, it. So I started playing with my pops, like, as soon as I could walk. Um, I was kicking a ball around. Like, I remember he used to say, like, I wouldn't, I was the laziest kid in the world. Like, lazy <laughs> until I had a ball at my feet and I'd do everything. He's like, fuck, if you had a ball at your feet, you could do anything. Well, and so um, I started playing super early, but my uh, my mom's side, they're all Brazilian. Um, and so I, I just remember 1998, I was six and Brazil lost the final of the World Cup to France 3-0. Mm-hmm. And I just lost. Like, my whole life was done. I lost my shit. Like, I, I remember. <laughs> I was, I'm was i a Don fan, so I was like on the other oh, side. Going, I hate <laughs> you. We're not friends anymore. So... Um, I was just, I remember crying in their room, just like tears and everything. Um, and that's when like, I really feel like I fell in love with the game. Like I felt so passionate about it when they lost. And my favorite player was Ronaldo back then, like right. um, R9. And he was on Inter at the time. And so I just fell in love with Inter. Right. So that's the interconnection, right? That's the I've, interconnection. I've seen you rock the Inter yeah, Milan jersey always, all the time. Yeah. I have, you know, AC Milan. AC Milan? Mm-hmm. I got fuck AC tattooed oh, AC Milan, on my lips. Not lip. Inter Milan. You, no, you, I love Inter. Okay. I have fuck AC on my lips. Oh, tattooed. I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wow, that's no, taking don't, us to don't the next level. Next level, level. yeah. <laughs> I was like, AC Milan. Forza What's Inter, going on? always. Okay. Don't mix. Come that. on, you blues though. Wow. Toffees. Right. And so I fell in love with Inter. Right. And then when Ronaldo left to Real Madrid, right. Like I think it would be like the normal thing for a young kid to follow him and go support Real Madrid. And my dad always was surprised by this. For some reason, I just stayed loving Inter. I'm just like a diehard Inter fan since then. Um, and, yeah, throughout my youth, I played um, club always. And I played for my high school team. And I wish I really never stopped. There was, like, two years when my dad left. And, like, I felt disconnected from the game, I feel like, because he left. And so I stopped playing, and I hurt my knee and stuff. And But, like, there was, like, scouts coming to watch me and stuff when I was a young kid. And I really wish I never stopped doing that. But, thankfully, that that time, I sort of got into music. So it's kind of interesting. I feel like I might have gone the other way if I didn't stop playing. How um, do you How do you feel about Icardi leaving? He's not, dude. He's signing a new contract. Uh, I don't <laughs> believe that. I don't believe that. I'll pull it up right now. Um, and so yeah, I just like I'm a massive, massive fan of the game. Right. Been been that way since I was a kid. Right. You know. So we've been, you know, obviously doing different things with uh, Adidas, and we have a pretty good uh, activation going off at the summer, right, for three months so far. Uh, shout out Adidas. Shout, shout out, out the Adidas. base. Yep, shout out Adidas, the base LA, right? And you guys are frequent, uh, you know, players that come through mm-hmm. during the day, right, when the fans aren't going to bombard you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 12 to 2, 3 p.m. slot in case, you know, any GSDR fans want to come out. Yeah, come through. <laughs> yeah, come but, uh, yeah, so what do you guys all think about the whole uh, – what we've been trying to promote, which is street soccer and blending it with the urban culture and hip hop and obviously rocking your music. And you know, what, what yeah. do you guys think about that whole, that, Yo, that for urban real, scene? it's so tight mm-hmm. for anyone who, who hasn't been to the base mm-hmm. It's so dope. Like I have friends who don't, who hate soccer, don't play sports and they'll like go just to check it out. Cause it's dope. 
And even like before the bass opened, we were trying to play for the last couple of months. We've been trying to play during the days before we go into the studio. And you have no idea how hard it is to just find an open field that you're allowed to play on. Right. Like we would get rolled up on by the cops. Like, it, <laughs> like it's ridiculous. No, for real, on my birthday, it's ridiculous. Right. I just like on my birthday, I just wanted to play soccer, and we went and got like rolled up on by the cops. So, the, yeah, the bass and what you guys do and what you had done before with, with uh, Urban Futsal is the best thing in town. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hands down. Yeah, because it's like, like literally, and we told the cops this when we came, it's like, yo, we're trying, like, yeah, we're, just we're trying clean, to play soccer. Fun. Like, you Good want us to fun. go out and get right. addicted to heroin? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want somebody, us to go, like, rob, rob people? Somebody. Like, yeah, yeah, what? Locker, or yeah, it's literally water. crazy. Yeah. It was an empty field, and we right. couldn't play, so it's like, we, like, greatly appreciate that you guys have a space that kids can come and know exercise and get into something that's not drugs or robbing so right. and right. for me it's the best of both worlds mm-hmm. you know you're playing hip-hop and i'm playing soccer it's right. like you know there's nothing like that out here at least exactly yeah you know? so we're going to continue to try to promote that right blending in of hip-hop urban culture la uh, let's talk about la culture a little bit now so obviously you guys you know you guys are here in la yeah. what's, the, what's the you know what do you guys what are you guys into? What's the L.A. nightlife scene? Like? We run Hollywood. <laughs> That's we the, run. We run Hollywood. So right. we... Um, shout out Black. Yeah, shout, shout out, out Black. Bethany and Shannon, the whole team. Yeah. We uh, we go to Black Bar every weekend. It's mm-hmm. 6202 Santa Monica Boulevard. So, <laughs> uh, we DJ there all the time. Yeah, my next question is, how come I've never gotten an invite? Yeah, hey. <laughs> we're there. You probably, the probably don't follow hey, me on my, my, uh, my on social Twitter? media yeah, that you No, say. I follow you on everything except Twitter. I didn't hey, even know you were Five nights a week. Now I'm on Show up at I black on on some. any day that okay. ends in day. Yeah, you we're guys are there. there. Black, we're there. Yeah. Black right. Yeah. So black is the most popping spot. I swear on the weekends, it's better okay. because it's not like some club shit. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah, it's not whack like Hollywood nose in the air. It's just mm-hmm. like good people trying all, to have all, a good time. Yeah, it's all okay. the, it's all the skaters. It's all the rappers. It's all like the. It's a cool crowd. It's really fun. Yeah. Okay. That's um. A, a week for me and Ben mm. is basically <laughs> in the studio. Uh, basically, from, I don't working know. Working from what hours? You know, yeah, I know well, you guys work late at night. Well, right? late lately we've yeah. been working during the day for some reason. Okay. I hate that. I but, like yeah. it. And by I day, like what it. are you talking about? Like five p.m. to ten p.m. Is that what you mean by day? <laughs> like yeah. two, yeah, yeah, like two uh, to uh, ten. Yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, normally I'm in the studio like okay. throughout the night, unless we're at Black, then I'm there at night. Okay. Um, and then we're at Cactus eating tacos. Oh yeah, shout out Cactus, Cactus? for sure, for All sure. Right. At Cactus eating tacos. Uh, and the, really the shawarma never, place. Oh, the shawarma. I was just gonna say we're never really on the shawarma boulevard. Place? Like yeah. Hollywood that's boulevard. the only we're time we go to Hollywood. I know, I know boulevard. the Hall Brothers, but shawarma place is a, is a good spot. It's on yeah. what Hollywood and and Gower. It's right next to the strip club. Um, <laughs> well, you say it like I supposed to know where the strip club is like that. <laughs> Come on, Come on. don't don't put me on blast like that. Hollywood and it's like Hollywood and Quingar Vine. Or it's the one the strip club that's like. 50, 50, 50 pretty on girls sunset? and one, one on ugly sunset? one. Hollywood. One on Sunset. No, the one no, on, on Sunset Hollywood is, is um, Seventh Vale, I think. Okay. But I don't have, I don't have the all. membership he cards like you guys. I, I'm, not, I'm not connected <laughs> like you guys. I don't have the, the no, get, you know, 10 visits and get one la- free. Last time I was in a strip club, I okay. fell asleep and got kicked out. So really? I'm not, oh. not a fan of the strip I club. I wasn't there, and that's a lie. No. <laughs> No, yeah, the shawarma place. Where else do we go? Yeah, what, uh, other than Hollywood. Pavilions. Um, pavilions. What's, what was that? <laughs> the grocery store pavilions? Yeah. We buy a lot of Jack okay. Daniels oh, okay, there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, shout out to pavilions <laughs> providing the Jack Daniels. I mean, bro, our weeks are, are sort of the, like, it's like the base. Mm-hmm. During the uh, day, right? The sweating out, sweating out all the, yeah, uh, the stuff from the, the night Jack, before. Yeah, getting exercise. The in. studio. Okay. And then black. Black. And then, like, my house. Parties okay. in my house. Right. Or the... the 
the new after hour spot. I don't want to get it shut down. Right. So you don't, I don't have to. You don't have to I don't name, the, put you it, have to put name it the name, out, but, but tell what the scene is like. There's, 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 the general there's a dope new after okay. hour spot in yeah. Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's tight. It's, it's this giant warehouse mm-hmm. goes goes off. Yeah, yeah. Like you bring dogs in there. Yeah, there'll be like dogs. You'll be hammered, and there's like dogs running around. It's great. There's there's. I don't even do drugs, but there's lots of drugs there. Right, right. Um, I do drink. There's lots of drinks there. Right, right. Uh, that's it's a yeah, good that time. Fun, but yeah, time. I don't really think we can say. We like. I feel like Hollywood's very divided. There's like the the posh kind of bougie, yeah. like yeah. everyone trying to be seen in the right. tabloids and this and that. And sure. then there's this like gutter, mm-hmm. grimy, little, little grittier, little street, grittier yeah. street, the real Hollywood yeah. kind of. Yeah, and it's tight. And I feel like we both have like been here long enough and, and are out enough that in the, not in the like first side, but in the latter, we kind of like, it's a cool little community. You know, you see all the same people at the same bars. Like you kind of know what's going on, all the functions. So it's a, it's a cool community. Yeah. Yeah. You like some can't stand some. (laughs) (laughs) So then what, what what do you guys, uh, in terms of, uh, like fashion sense and style, what you know what I mean? You guys have like a very, I don't want to say eclectic per se, but it's, you know, it varies from street to urban. I've been wearing this shirt for like six days straight. That's so true. (laughs) That's honestly true. And look, you have six of them or is it the same one? Same one. I've been literally wearing this for six days. And that's literally true. Okay. Um, me, I'm a little different. (laughs) Uh, my fashion sense is just sort of, all over the place like i wake up in the morning and just feel influenced by uh i don't know like like i used to rip everything i owned and paint my nails and right. just like leather jacket every day yeah like, the first so, time i so, met you you were into you weren't like wearing obviously black leather jackets uh when you're playing and all that yeah, but you, yeah. that was a style more like goth kind yeah, of darker, yeah yeah that and was you had the hair like, like the braids and, yeah, like, and yeah, dyed yeah. hair and you know yeah i think i'm gonna dye my hair tomorrow okay just off topic yeah (laughs) um but yeah i kind of just wake up and whatever i'm influenced by is like some shit that i'll put on or cut up or make or whatever definitely street kind of more on the street gritty urban style though right yeah it seems like we got to wear suits later this month we're going to a wedding that's That's super rare okay but then usually uh, you know the guys that are like into the, the scene you know the cool hip guys even though they wear suits i always notice they're fitted like Sneakers on the bottom. You guys gonna wear like dress shoes or what? Are you guys gonna nah, I'm, I, when I get dressed up, I like to dress up all the way. Yeah, right. he goes so all like, the way out. Yeah, he puts, he puts on a blazer. He starts feeling himself. He starts <laughs> talking in a British accent, <laughs> running around. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah bow tie. No. You guys do a bow tie or next time? I don't know. I don't okay. know yet. It depends. Okay. I'm gonna go shopping and find something. But yeah, I, when I dress up, I like to you know slick right. the hair back and do do the whole thing all the way. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, the way. way. all the way. It's rare. Yeah, it's rare. Yeah, 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 so. Yeah. I can't remember good. the last time I dressed up. Yeah. So tell us about your guys' uh, upcoming tour. I know it's coming up on the bo- on the books. It's yeah, a European so tour. Right? Is this the first time in Europe, by the way? It's first time playing in Europe. I okay. haven't been since I was younger, but um, first time playing in Europe. First date in Glasgow, Scotland on the 14th. Um, I'm just excited to go to Europe to meet the English people. I fucking love football. Mm. You know, like people who feel like me. I'm stuck out here. This guy's been tweeting at uh, Daniel Sturridge telling him. (laughs) He's on the guest list to the show. (laughs) I think it was Sterling, but Sturridge is on there as well. Nice, nice. So then uh, let's, you know, uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, soccer culture here in the U.S. Uh, I think the. 
U.S. women's team just got eliminated from the the Olympics. Yeah, right? I, was, I was watching that. Yeah, on the we Uber, were literally looking in the Uber on the way over. Right, I watched right. the, the penalties. You guys shout out U.S. women's out team US though. Women's shout out team. Alex Morgan. Hey, Alex oh. Morgan. Alex Morgan. I'm from the East Bay. From Berkeley, you went to Cal. Is <laughs> she's married? She's married. By is, the way, no. uh, <laughs> not, not for long. <laughs> too late, bro. <laughs> Professional soccer player, husband. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. She's married to a soccer player. Yeah, she yeah. would be yeah, so. Hey, I play soccer too. No, maybe catch she's me, not. No, catch you know me what? at the you base. You ain't no, seen my actually, skills, girl. I don't know. She. You know what? I might be. Uh, actually, I get it confused with Cindy Laroe. Cindy Laroe is married to a professional. I think soccer. Alex Morgan's single. Still dude. single? Yeah, I heard okay, she's waiting for me. Little window of opportunity, waiting just for smiles. Yeah, to yeah. Slide, <laughs> in, uh, slide into the DM. Yeah. Oh, I need to follow her on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys follow women's soccer, and you know, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, I was in New York, and I feel like their scene is so much better than ours. Like, there was bars, like, three stories just packed in Manhattan watching all the games. It was so much fun um, when they won that. Um, I think the soccer in the U.S. is growing, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, definitely growing. growing. And as as successful as the women are, um, I think it'll, it'll keep growing if and they even continue it. Our men's team, we had a great run in the, yeah. in the Copa, mm-hmm. you know, and I think exactly. that because I went to the final of the, uh, the Copa at a bar in like Los Feliz mm-hmm. and it was packed wall to wall, you know. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's only a matter of time. Back. And I think right. in, in cities like like in L.A. specifically, just like knowing firsthand, like there's so few fields that you can play at out here that you don't have to either pay money for or like rent out the or whole have thing. a permit or something or have yeah. a permit or you don't get kicked off by the cops and so i think futsal will only grow in in major cities because there's you know there's not rooms to there's not room to put a bunch of free fields everywhere for everyone to go play whenever they please and so places like the base it's just like it can only do good literally in hollywood like if you drive around and you point at a field it's like oh you can't you can't play there without a permit. Yeah, there's enough oh, fields. You, you can't, can't play use that. It, right. it, it's so, so ridiculous. Annoying. Like literally, we could drive around Hollywood and we could point at every field and be like, "Oh, you have to be under ten years old to play on that one. Oh, you have to have a city permit to play at that one. Oh, you can only play here Friday night, seven p.m. to nine p.m." Like it's so ridiculous, and these fields are empty most of the day. So I think that, like, that's why I love the base and everything you guys are doing, right. just because right. it's it's a place for us to play. You know? Good to hear. Yeah, the yeah. things were sounds like we're doing things right with Adidas. Shout out to Adidas. Shout True out to Adidas. Things. Yeah. So then, uh, as we wrap up, you know, for your fans out there that are here, not only in the states but in Europe, obviously, yeah, give us the details of the upcoming tour, where your first, you know, your first city is, and the dates and all that, so they can uh, go out and get your tickets. Yeah, yeah. The Euthanasia Tour uh, kicks off on the 14th of September in Glasgow. Um, we'll be going all the way until the first. Where we end in I Vienna, <laughs> I believe. I believe. Um, we just dropped uh, the second single off of the EP today titled Loved You First. There's a video that goes along with that. He produced it. Euthanasia EP coming very soon. Yeah, the, the, very, name, very the soon. name may change. It's, it's, right. it's up in the air. How do, you, how, do you spell, <laughs> how do you spell that, by the way? Do you spell it the normal euthanasia no, 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 or no, no, youth no. in Asia? Je- 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 changes everything. Okay. Uh, yeah, Y-O-U-T-H. No, nah, but tell, tell, them, tell them about euthanasia. Yeah, well, well it, it feels like I'm at a point where, like I said earlier at the funeral, um, I was kind of coming out of my youth. And, and so now euthanasia, and that's why we spelled it that way, Y-O-U-T-H. Um, it feels like I'm, you know, 
sort of becoming a man and becoming, you know, growing into my own right. and uh, letting all of that stuff go that was on that, you know, was so built up in me and inside of me for the funeral EP. Um, so that's why the tour is called that and potentially right. the EP is called that. Yeah, he, he literally was texting me one day and right. was like, yo, like, what about? euthanasia for the ep because we've been you know going back and forth and i'll never forget he like said it so perfectly he had this deep ass text message you know but he, he was just like i'm at this point where it's like um i have to actively work and and kill off my youth right to grow or eventually like my youth is gonna kill me mm-hmm. you know he's like i'm at this fork in the road and right. i'll like i'll never forget that because it was a very uh defining moment right. i feel like I'll give you a quick short story. When I was in high school, I was on the debate team. And I was cool like that. And, uh, <laughs> that's, topics, re- that's honestly now that we're yeah. older, that's really cool. It is, yeah. But back then, yeah, I missed, that, <laughs> I missed that train. And one of the topics I remember, I was at a school and the speech debate topic was like, what are your thoughts about euthanasia? And this was back in the mm. days. I was like 10th grade. Had no idea what euthanasia was. <laughs> I debated for like five minutes on why youth in Asia should be so no. Suffice it to say, that. I lost that debate. <laughs> that's so tight. That's, that's so oh, funny. That's oh amazing. my god. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Have you ever seen the uh, Dr. Kevorkian movie, the, the euthanasia movie? No. He's like the whole the, the guy who like started right. euthanasia and like really pushed for it. Right. Tight movie. Anyway. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming out. The, the thank first you podcast. for having us. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having you guys, obviously, at the Base LA. Always. And, uh, yeah, continue to tune in, guys, for Urban Pitch Podcast. Uh, tune the beautiful in. game of life. Shout out Adidas. Shout out Urban Futsal. Jazz Dior. Shout Smiles. out Life. Shout out Life. Shout out Life. Come on, you blue. Go Toffees. Forza Inter. Go Toffees. <laughs> Forza Inter. Toffees are about to sign one Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.